Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. This is the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Feels like spring out there. No, it, it doesn't. I actually am cold. <laughs> it's cold in here, I but outside it's, not, it's no. nice. No, it's not true. I was just outside more recently than you, and i got to be honest with you, it's not a pleasant day. No, no, no. Wait a second. No, it's not. No. I was reveling. I want it to be. I want it to be. I got it this morning, and I said, oh, I'll just wear, you know, like a lightweight shirt because it's going to be so nice, and it's not nice outside at all. I came in this morning at 11 o'clock or so. It felt like springtime. Well, once me. your sunny personality was removed for the environment, <laughs> it all went downhill. Holy smart. I need a couple Advil because I'm in some pain. I'll tell you that. Are you? Mm-hmm. What, what is your – um, uh, I haven't – this is no reflection on you. I got a pain in the neck. <laughs> I just have a pain in the neck. I know what you're going for. What's that? You're saying that you're saying by saying it's not me, you are saying it is me. No, 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 no. Because you would think that oh, you know, by saying someone, you know, I've got a pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. Someone's first response would be, oh, it must be me. I'm the pain in the neck. But I was trying to, you know, subvert that. Mm-hmm. But then That's all I'm saying. your subversion was backfiring. Anyway, so you got a pain in your neck. Uh, yeah, which I, I was thinking about because. Do you take pain uh, pain relievers? I try not to, but well, do you though? Um, yes, and my uh, my drug of choice. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Would be I, ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that an Advil? That is an Advil. Okay. An Advil is a brand name of ibuprofen. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I mean, see, I'm, see, I'm, say, I'm you saying you are I would... pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just saying. I'm trying to be accurate. I'm just trying because I'm just as likely to have a generic ibuprofen around than I am to have an actual Advil around. I, I am too. Well, then I think perhaps you're the pain. <laughs> but do you, do you prefer an acetaminophen? Uh, I don't know what that is. That's Tylenol. No, I prefer Advil. Oh, so you prefer the ibuprofen? I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for, but but we've had this mini discussion before. When I have a headache, I prefer a bare aspirin. I prefer that an cracks me up. I don't know why that cracks that you cracks up. That cracks me up. For How can some, that not crack you up? Because in my head, Bayer aspirin is like a Doan's pill. What you, it's like a remedy that somebody used when I was in second grade. For decades, the Bayer people have employed thousands upon thousands of us here. I know. So I'm going to get horrible locally. emails from people saying that I'm an insensitive person. I was, has trying been, to be, I was trying to be amusing. How can you think? Why do you think aspirin is something like an antique? It's not. It's still know. a miracle. I don't know. Perhaps that tells you about marketing or something. That I don't. That I don't look at aspirin as. I, now I know that my my father took aspirin. You know the eighty one milligram thing for years. My mother takes for the it, heart thing for the heart thing. Right. I get that. I'm sure it's wonderful. It's, it's very helpful for both of them. Yeah. I'm not trying to diss the company or anything. It's not a personal thing. I oh, was but just you're just saying, dissing me as I take aspirin. But, but no, I I just it to me. New Mike, when's the last time you took an aspirin? Last week. <gasps> okay. Case Last closed. Week. Case closed. Over a There's headache. There's Mike. Mr. Over a headache. Yeah. Mr. Millennial. I blame taking- it on, yeah, I blamed it on the, uh, it, was a, it was actually a caffeine headache. Mm-hmm. I sh- what I should have done was drink water. Yeah. Right, but you took a, why did you choose an aspirin and not an, another pain reliever? Um, that's just my go-to. I never really tried any other. It's his go-to. It's just my go-to. It's a- his go-to. Aspirin. All right, clearly I'm on the outside looking at <laughs> I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all that to say, as I was taking my ibuprofen. I was looking at the New York Times and I saw this really weird article. Here's the headline. At 71, she's never felt pain or anxiety. Now scientists know why. A 71-year-old woman, and her name is Joe Cameron, uh, 
She um she was told that decades ago as she was about to go into labor, you know, you're going to experience some pain here. <laughs> Just a newsflash. Like she didn't realize it up until the last minute. She so, says, wow. She says that she likened childbirth to, quote, a tickle. What? A tickle. Later, she would tell prospective mothers, don't worry, it's not nearly as bad as people say it is. Now, it was only until recently that she wanted to go in and ha- have a checkup. And figure out why none of her friends were her <laughs> friends anymore after she told them that? And her doctor was like, wait, you're telling me you don't experience pain? And she's like, no, I really, I really don't. So... She's undergone this rigorous scientific examination. And uh, John Wood, who's the head of Molecular Nociception Group at University College London, says, we have never come across a patient like this. Scientists believe that she has some mutated gene that prevents her from feeling the full extent of pain and anxiety that goes along with it. So she's also, in her life, never experienced anxiety. Can you imagine? Wow. Really? That's okay, a, so are there, are okay, so there have state. to be unintended consequences of that. You know, so for people that have leprosy, one of the problems is they can't feel their extremities, and so they end up hurting themselves and right. never know. Yes. Yes. Miss Cameron's virtually pain-free life is a mutation in a previously unidentified gene. The hope, they say, is that finding the gene could eventually contribute to the development of a novel pain treatment. They believe that this mutation may also be connected to why Ms. Cameron has felt little anxiety or fear throughout her life and why her body heals quickly. That is fascinating. It surely is. Yeah, scientists have been documenting case studies of individuals who experienced little or no pain for over 100 years. But the genetic mutation that seems to be responsible for Ms. Cameron's virtual painlessness has not been previously identified. The study emerged amid major developments in the emotionally charged debate over how to responsibly treat pain mm-hmm. on Thursday as New York State filed one of the most sweeping legal cases yet against the Sackler family, which owns Purdue Pharma, the makers of Oxycontin. I don't know. That is absolutely fascinating. Yep. Do you remember the uh, stories about, and I forget what the name of this disorder is, but Mary Lou Henner is one of the people who has it. Where they remember every day of their life. Yeah, they yeah. Rem- they never forget anything. Right, right. Yeah. Now it's, it's it's similar. It's like their bodies are working so well. Yes. That I would not I would want be afra- that. I, I would be afraid of that. I would not want that. I mean, there's a reason that we tend to forget painful things, right? right? But let's here. Well, let me go back to this, Miss Cameron. A follow-up revealed at 65, Miss Cameron needed to have her hip replaced because it had not caused her pain. She had not noticed anything was amiss until it was severely degenerated. Cuts, burns, fractures, these did not hurt either. In fact, it often took the smell of burning flesh or her husband identifying blood for her to notice that something was wrong. Oh, my goodness. Yep. She also reported that eating scotch bonnet chili peppers left only a, quote, pleasant glow. Yeah. Our boss, Gary Dixon, says the same thing. What? About the peppers and pleasant glow. A pleasant glow. Burn your face He's off. like that. Speaking of, if you would like to see John Hall taste some wasabi paste and uh, some hot sauce from Taco Bell, you'd want to go on our Facebook page right now, The Ride Home with Johnny. Is Kathy. it on Facebook? Is it on Facebook it right is. now? It, it is, is on Facebook. Oh, okay, yeah. so yesterday, oh, actually today, as, as a matter of fact, as well, I brought in some, I brought two, for lunch, I had two hard-boiled eggs. Which is an excellent choice. And um, I was looking around, for, I thought we had hot sauce, and I couldn't find any hot sauce in the station fridge, but I had a little Taco Bell um, 
which was really d- despicable, quite honestly, Taco Bell hot sauce. And then I thought, let me go. As I'm searching around, I found somebody had bought in a, a tube of wasabi. So full credit goes to Joe Hadoba for bringing that in. His name wasn't on it, so I used it. <laughs> Joe, that's nice of you. <laughs> which later on, he, he, he said, okay, no big deal. But in the, in the process, I had that wasabi. Which I don't know how you use that. That stuff's from Japan. That that's stuff just, is, I can't even, <clears throat> if I think about that too wasabi? hard, it starts to burn my mouth. I love it. I'm really happy to have it. Okay, it's kind of like. So, did you have it again today? I did. Repeated the same process. It's disgusting. I'm and sorry. Mike tried to came in and shoot another video. What's the hand thing? Like, I like that. <laughs> that is the crack up. You have to see the video. That was like, woo. Because, like, right you know, you're eating that. Cat. Have you ever had it? You've had wasabi. I hate it. It crushes through your mouth into your sinuses and really, woo. You know, that's what that was. The sort of tingle of my uh-huh. head. Uh huh. <laughs> What's that? Oh, oh that, that, yeah, that's the audio Ooh, of you. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that's amazing. Wee. Okay. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines. We started a conversation yesterday Did regarding Pennsylvania Step, State Representative Stephanie Borowitz. Um, she opened the legislative session in uh, Pennsylvania on Monday by praying. Now, this is something that's customary that people do every single day. But uh, she made headlines simply because she used the name of Jesus 13 times in a prayer, which was heading the session where the very first Muslim American woman was going to be sworn in. Right. So the question was, why would you pray that way, that length of time, and use Jesus' name pointedly that many times, especially on a day where this woman was going to be sworn in? Was that just kind of, you know, laying claim that, okay, this, what? Was over the top. The state is for Jesus or this whatever, and I, I don't know. Anyway, we, we went to the phones yesterday in our 5 o'clock hour, and so many people <clears throat> called in. Our lines were completely jammed, and we thought, well, clearly a lot of people Let's have a lot again. of things they want to say on it. We did reach out to the representative, and um, we have not heard back. We've heard nothing. However, should we play this audio clip now? Yeah, Can we do that? let's hear it. All right. Uh, but wait, before we digress. So somebody wanted to cl- just chime in on the aspirin thing, but we've kind of left that behind. A nurse wanted to chime oh, in. Oh, what, what did the nurse say? She, is she on the line? Okay. Oh, yeah. Heard. Okay, let's hear that. Right. Let's go aspirin What's, first. Do you know the nurse's name? I think it's Debbie. Debbie. Nurse Debbie, are you there? Yeah, my nurse. My name's Debbie. Hey, All right, Deb. Calling okay. a lot. Um, you can call me Debbie the nurse. Thank you, Debbie the nurse. 40, <laughs> 40 plus years experience. Nice. Um, the aspirin thing, continue to read the literature from websites that are reputable, like the NIH, National Institute of Health, mm-hmm. um, not from Bayer, okay, because they're going to slant it towards because they make it. Um, make sure that um, you always understand that any research that comes out, the very last words in right before the references is, um, and we need to study further. Okay. Okay. So, so Nurse Debbie, let, well, let's get down to the heart of it. Do you recommend aspirin or not? Um, I would say an 81 milligram. It depends on how many other comorbidities you have. Mm-hmm. And 81 milligrams of aspirin a day or is probably not a bad idea from what I've read. Mm-hmm. And I love research. So I, and, I, I, and when I see the, the bibliographies, I'll click on them, too, and read that. But, um, I, you know, taking 325 milligrams a day to keep your blood thin, uh, no, I wouldn't do that. All right. Thanks, Nurse Debbie. appreciate that. Now, John, you're not looking to keep your blood thin. You're just looking to kind of ditch your neck pain. 
Yeah, exactly. This right, and Mike wanted of... to get rid of his caffeine headache. That, by the way, was self-induced. Right. Yes. So no. maybe there should be some self-control, which would precede the actual Bayer dosage. When I have an ache and pain, it's Advil. When I have a headache, it's aspirin. Yeah. And in the morning, I do take one of those little baby, you know, bear aspirin, the baby aspirins. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that they say, well, you shouldn't take those because that's a blood thinner. Right. And so it's a problem later on. Right. Anyway. Uh, look, don't look at me for answers. I'm not looking at you. Okay, I have a communication background. <laughs> okay. All right. Wait, but we digress. Yeah, because we were talking about Stephanie Borowitz. Somehow yeah. we ended up back on aspirin. Okay, so let me reset this. So State, State Representative Stephanie Borowitz opened the legislative session here in Pennsylvania on Monday by praying. This was not an unusual thing because somebody prays every single day. What was unusual is the fact that this was the beginning of a session where the very first Muslim American woman was going to be sworn in. So Stephanie Borowitz took the opportunity to pray like this. Representative Borowitz. Thank you, Speaker. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for this privilege, Lord, of letting me pray, God, that I, Jesus, am your ambassador here today, standing here representing you, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am, the one who's coming back again, the one who came, died, and rose again on the third day. And I'm so privileged to stand here today. So thank you for this honor, Jesus. God, for those that came before us, like George Washington and Valley Forge, and Abraham Lincoln, who sought after you in Gettysburg, Jesus, and the Founding Fathers in Independence Hall, Jesus, that sought after you and fasted and prayed for this nation to be founded on your principles and your words and your truths. God, forgive us. Jesus, we've lost sight of you. We've forgotten you, God, in our country. And we're asking you to forgive us, Jesus, that your promise and your word says that if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, that you'll heal our land. Jesus, you are our only hope. God, I pray for our leader, Speaker Terzai, Leader Cutler, Governor Wolf, President Trump. Lord, thank you that he stands beside Israel unequivocally, Lord. Thank you that Jesus, that we're blessed because we stand by Israel and we ask for the peace of Jerusalem as your word says, God. We ask that we not be overcome by evil and that we overcome evil with good in this land once again. I claim all these things in the powerful, mighty name of Jesus, the one who, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, Jesus, that you are Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, at a prayer service, I love it. At a prayer service, that's a big, bold, bright, and powerful prayer. At home, at your church, at your Bible study, on your street corner, whatever it's it is. It's strong. It's really bold. Right. It's excellent. To open a legislative session for a state in the United States. No. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. Uh, as much as I love the prayer, I think it's misplaced. I think that it's insensitive to the people that you're around. I do. For those who are not believers. Yeah. Not to, and, and people will say, well, by saying that, Kath, you're saying that you're hurting someone's feelings by hearing a prayer. No. Well. And I, I don't th- believe I think, that either. We, well, I but think. You, but I you think, heard that. I think I'm concerned about being sensitive to people who are yet to believe. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that that's one of our major missteps in the world is that we are insensitive to people around us who have yet to believe. And right. we tend to speak in a way that's off-putting instead of welcoming. And one of the ways that we off-put or put off is that we use Christian speak. 
And I think that some of her prayer was Christian speak. I think praying in public is a different type of praying. I'm not saying that it's not sincere. I'm not saying we're not talking to God, but I'm saying that it's different. When I pray in front of my church, I pray differently than I pray when I'm alone. Sure. No doubt. Because I'm praying on behalf of all of us. And she was praying on behalf of all of us. She was not just praying on her own behalf. Now, um, she was asked about this. Uh, This is a Post-Gazette article by Liz Navratil. No, Liz Navratil. She was on our show a couple months ago. i got to make sure I say her name right. Um, Liz uh, said that Ms. Borowitz said this. I pray with my family every day. We pray for our nation. We pray for our president. We pray for our leaders. I had no idea it would cause controversy. It wasn't directed at anyone. Okay. So we're wondering what your thoughts are. Now, there's been a kerfuffle, and apparently the uh, PA state legislature has created new guidelines for prayer. Well, yeah. Kevin Boyle of Philadelphia introduced a resolution calling on representatives who lead the daily invocation to follow guidelines that ask them to craft prayers that are respectful of all religions. So that's where that's what that got us. Right. Okay. So, so no now one we're gonna wins have here. To, we're going to have to have legislation, and we're not going to be able to ever say the name of Jesus. Ex- that's exactly what's going to happen. So we'll take a break. But hey, would you join us at 800 320 Eight two five five eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. What do you think of the prayer? Yeah, we'd love to hear. Was it acceptable? Was it a good idea? Bad idea? Would you pray like that? Have you heard prayers like that? Stick around. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. We got lots more ahead. Hey, check us out online on Facebook. The ride home with John and Kathy on Facebook. Also, um, John and Kathy Show dot com. But right now, eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Praying in public in the state legislature. You good with that? Ask yourself. If you built a van for your business, where would you start? At the beginning, of course, with the people who invented the work van over 100 years ago, Mercedes-Benz. You'd give your new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter advanced technology and safety to keep you connected and protected. You'd make it available in diesel and gas, and there would be thousands of configurations and upfits to choose from. You'd build it right here in the USA, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves nothing less than a van that's built for you. Introducing the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, the safest, most innovative Sprinter yet, starting at just 33790 Built for you, the all-new Sprinter, built in the USA. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. NSFP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Equipment described as optional. 2019 Mercedes-Benz printer available soon. My Pillows, Mike Lindell, is on a mission to help you get the best sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and he certainly helped me. I love my pillow, as you well know. But now, Mike has gone the extra mile, nearly 6,000 miles, in fact, all the way to Giza in search of the best Egyptian cotton in the world to create the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. My Pillow's Giza Dreams bed sheets. Luxuriously soft, breathable, and extremely durable. One night and you'll never want to sleep on anything else. And right now, get a special 30% off My Pillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800-391-0954 or place your order at mypillow.com. 60-day money back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800 800- 391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use the promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com. Sweet dreams from MyPillow. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. 
Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news. And then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. About one in three women will have an abortion by age 45. And nearly half of abortions are among women 24 years old or younger. This is Dr. David Stevens of the Christian Medical Association. Deciding to have an abortion has got to be the most difficult decision a woman may ever make in her lifetime. But nothing can justify the intentional taking of innocent life. Talk with your doctor about life-saving options. Thank you that Jesus that we're blessed because we stand by Israel and we ask for the peace of Jerusalem as your word says, God. We ask that we not be overcome by evil and that we overcome evil with good in this land once again. I claim all these things in the powerful, mighty name of Jesus, the one who, at, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, Jesus, that you are Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Stephanie Borowitz, State Representative Stephanie Borowitz, praying Monday. Mm-hmm. On the floor of the uh, PA Senate, it's caused uh, quite a kerfuffle because, um, well, she prayed forcefully. And um, and she used the name of Jesus 13 times. Right. And uh, it was right before the first Muslim woman was going to be sworn in. Right. So it's it's caused some ripples here. We're talking about it for the second day in a row. Now, um, the Muslim woman who's uh, being uh, sworn in, Mavita Johnson Harrell, uh, she said she was offended by it. And um, now there's been a rebuttal to that prayer. Mike, um, can you play that rebuttal? This is Jordan Harris. This is the uh, House of Democratic whip. He actually tweeted about this yesterday. And um, because New Mike is what he is, he's found some audio to go along with it. Okay. So Today's ceremony was supposed to be about the election of Pennsylvania's first Muslim female I to serve in the House of Representatives. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. Representative Movita Johnson Harrell deserves more. We deserve more. The chamber deserves more. Uh, This is not a place where you should weaponize religion and try to use it to intimidate anyone. I, Jesus, am your ambassador here today, standing here representing you. Prayer was weaponized from the speaker's speaker's dais. Um, There's no place for that type of hate in this chamber. There's no place for that type of divisiveness. Your promise in your word says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways. I'm a Christian and I believe in Christ. What I believe is Christ's teaching more than anything. And his teaching would not be about and was not about dividing us as a people, but uniting us as a people. It is our similarities that help us get things done for our constituents back home, not the divisive nature that we saw today. All right. That's the Democratic whip in Pennsylvania, Jordan Harris. No, I don't get that. That's way over the top. He said there was hate. Yeah. Hate. Yeah, that's. Oh, there was no hate in that prayer. That's ridiculous. However. Divisiveness. I think there was divisiveness. All right, let's go to the phones. 800-320-8255. Hey, Hannah, you're live with Kath and myself. Thanks for joining us today. What are your thoughts, please? Um, I have two quick thoughts. One, this circumstance, I don't know if anyone remembers, it kind of reminds me of when Mandisa, bless her heart and her ministry, was on American Idol, and she sang that I Just Want to Praise You song. And Simon Cowell even said that it was great, but it was a misuse of the platform. And I don't necessarily disagree with him. I think, like you guys said, even Kathy said about praying in church and praying personally, 
Um, I just think it was a real misuse of the platform. And secondly, it just makes me really sad because she said some really powerful things. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine what kind of ministry she would have had to that um, new Muslim senator. I can't remember what the office she was taking. But now she's kind of just completely cut that off and just presented herself in a way where she may not have that conversation with her. So I'm just sad for her. That's a good point. That's an excellent point. point. I mean, especially if you hear the response and they're calling it hate. No wait, wait, but that. you know what? That's how we hear things now. Is what? something go- something you know bothers us a little, and it it escalates into hate instantly. Holy smokes! I mean, how do you hear the name of Jesus? And of course, now she did, like you said, thirteen times. But hate, no. I don't count. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Let's go to the phones and speak with Rob. Hey, Rob, uh, thanks for being with us. Tell us your thoughts. Hey, Rob, you there? Hello. No, Rob. Okay, all right. Uh, we'll move forward to, um, how about uh, Alyssa? You're live on the air with Kath and myself. How are you doing today? I'm fine. What are your thoughts, please? I think that it was a really good prayer, but it kind of had Jesus Tourette's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a, you can, That's a new term. You're Jesus as your intercessor, yeah. but you're essentially praying to God. And why I don't think that she was taking the name of the Lord in vain. It was just, um, yes, it was. It was divisive. It was. It was not something that would evangelize, right? Because it would make people defensive, right? And once people are defensive, evangelism's over. Mm. Well, that's, well, that's, that's excellent. Yeah, thank you. And thanks Melissa. for coining the phrase Jesus Tourette. I mean, that's it's very interesting. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Uh, what are your thoughts on the prayer on Monday, then the rebuttal, and, of course, lots of press coverage? Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Daryl, you're live on the air. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good, John. Uh, I, I enjoyed the prayer. I'm a truck driver, and uh, I, I thought this was amazing that, uh, you know, God says in everything, in all preeminence, that we should lift the Lord up. and. Yeah. Uh, Everyone, you know, and, and you've talked on your program uh, how the Jehovah Witnesses, they go out and, and, and they come to my door. I yep. talk to them, and sure. uh, I, I, I see whenever you see a Bible reading out of the schools, and I was the last generation, 64, whenever they took it out, and uh, they did it. We, we sat there in a silent prayer, and uh, people used to be sworn in on the Bible. Now, I don't know how she's going to be sworn in, but if they're going to use the Bible— how can you take an oath on something that you really don't understand and right. don't believe? Now, apparently uh, she was born, uh, sworn in on the Koran. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And so when you look at this, and, and, I, and I understand, we have, a, we have a, a United States here, one nation under God, okay? Now, w- which God is it? And, and I believe we should stand up for our Lord. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said every, every kneel shall bow, every tongue will confess, which she, she did say. And in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. That's what she said right there. If my people, and God does say that, he'll heal our land. And right before right. then, Yuns, Yuns were talking about the, the uh, baby, or the, the, the woman that was born that felt no pain. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine the babies that we've done away with that the Lord has sent to try to show us the right way yeah. and the things that we do? But uh, I won't take anybody else's time up, but I'll tell you what, enjoy your program. And uh, I, I'm just glad that she praises the Lord, and uh, I see nothing wrong with it at all. Thank you, Daryl. Up, and, and I do. Thank That's, you. God yeah, bless. Yeah, God bless you. Good. Yeah, good thought there. Mm-hmm. I mean, <sighs> look, the bottom line to me is the setting in which you're praying. Right. 
if you what's are, appropriate for right what's setting. appropriate for your setting so if i'm going to pray with you and mike in the studio it's going to sound different than if like tomorrow morning we're going to be emceeing the prayer breakfast right. and there are going to be a thousand people there uh, at the uh, convention center downtown right. it's going to be different sure there will be the way you and i pray tomorrow morning is going to be different than how the three of us would pray if we were here in the studio yeah it's or, or if i would pray with my daughter or my husband it's just different and that's not wrong because there's different settings and there's different ways of talking that are appropriate. No, I, I don't know this because I don't know the history of the representative who prayed. How long has she been in office? Is this the first time she prayed before the assembly or has she done this multiple times? All things we could have asked her if she would have responded to our phone call. Right. That's okay. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-320-8255. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. be stomach issues for me it's intense gas or pain or diarrhea sometimes all at once over and over i spent years with the symptoms but could never figure it out no matter what i did they never went away so i decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms we discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency or epi may be the reason for my stomach issues epi is caused by my pancreas it leads to diarrhea gas bloating stomach pain unexplained weight loss and oily stools the symptoms just don't go away but epi can show up with even one symptom the good news epi is manageable but to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. Get smarter every day at ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Discover the next Obama. Or maybe the next LeBron James. Try OZY.com right now. Ozzy, it's like a latte for your mind. Get some. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at ExtremeTruck.net. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you.
Mostly cloudy and mild tonight with a shower, the low 50 degrees. Tomorrow, a couple of showers with a high of 59. Dry tomorrow evening, but then we'll see a couple of showers returning later on tomorrow night and into Saturday. Low tomorrow night, 49, 62 for Saturday. A steadier rain develops Saturday evening that may end as some snow later Saturday night. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Jesus, I thank you for this privilege, Lord, of letting me pray, God, that I, Jesus, am your ambassador here today, standing here representing you, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am, the one who's coming back again, the one who came, died, and rose again on the third day. And I'm so privileged to stand that's State Representative Stephanie Borowitz praying on Monday before the legislative session. Uh, the reason we're talking about it is that it's engendered a lot of criticism. She was praying right before the very first Muslim woman was going to be sworn in to the PA House. And in that prayer, she used the name of Jesus 13 times. Some say that she weaponized the prayer. Some call it hate speech. Right, which is, which is way, ridiculous. way overreach. Personally, I like the prayer. And in any other setting, I'd have been very content with the prayer. Not that she's performing the prayer or doing it for me, but. Okay, but let me let me bring this up. When you are praying in front of a group of people, there is a portion of it. I'm not saying it's performance, but I'm saying that if you're not attentive to the people that you are including in your prayer, because you're praying on behalf right, the group. of everybody. You're not praying to the group, but you're praying on behalf of the group, which should make you even more careful right. because you are trying to craft something that is representative of the people in the room. Yes, That is a, a great high, point. high responsibility. And it takes a tremendous level of wisdom and attention to try to do that in a way that accurately speaks to God and accurately represents the people in the room. Right. With Representative Borowitz, there was none of that. There can, there wasn't a shadow of that. No, no. Let's go back to the phones at 800-320-8255. Your calls are welcome. Cindy, thanks for being along today. Uh, tell us your thoughts, please. Well, I only have a second, and I really thought it was out of sync. It probably wasn't representative of the prayers that in the previous days are given in that setting. I'm sure. mm-hmm. And it was like she was using it as a platform um, to let someone know that, that they may not be welcome here. Okay, so um, you, okay, so you heard, sounded like. you specifically heard that, Cindy, as being unwelcoming. Yes. Okay. All right. Now, my mother has weighed in. Okay. I feel okay. like we, sh- we should hear from Nanny. Cindy, you, you might want to listen to this because I think you and my mom are on the same wavelength. Nanny says this. You ready? Yeah. We should have a like sound for when Nanny weighs in. I think. Yeah, she needs her own little. Anyway, uh, she says, uh, I heard it, the prayer, and frankly, I thought it was a total turnoff. If I was beginning to become a believer and heard that prayer, I would be running the other way. Yeah. Well, I, that people. makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I believe that. That it has been used as okay, a, let, bit of a weapon. Okay, but let me bring up an opposing viewpoint. Okay. Valerie put this on her Facebook this page yesterday. yesterday. Yes. She says, a Christian who says the name of Jesus is not being hateful, divisive, or phobic about anything or anyone. The only phobia in this incident is Christophobia, which has been rampant among most Democrats and cowardly Republicans who claim to be Christians. A Christian who says the name of Jesus in prayer is being, well, Christian. Calling that hate is hate. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Hey, John, uh, you're with us today. Tell us what's going on. What do you think? Yeah, if you give me a minute, I can explain why I believe that she was. I applaud her for that. Uh, number one, uh, Christianity is being swept under the carpet. 
Uh, you can look at the President Obama had uh, a Muslims prayer at the, uh, you know, in the White House. As a matter of fact, uh, kicking out uh, Duncan Graham of the Day of Prayer. Uh, I, I think it, uh, you know, we were a Christian nation, and I think we still are a Christian nation. And to be honest, if you look at the Warren McLaren Act in 1952, uh, the president was deemed necessary. Anybody he he thought that would have a, uh, a, a attitude against the Constitution and Sharia law, which is what a lot of the Muslims believe, uh, a lot of people would say that it's against the law to even have them in Congress, much less mm-hmm. uh, a prey about Jesus Christ. Now, that's not that we hate them or it's hate speech, but, uh, you know, it's okay for, you know, you to pray and say that it's all right for people to change their genders and the insanity that's going on today. But, God, you, you dare mention that you're a Christian or, or uh, you know, and they, and they want to wipe you out. Yeah. And, and that's the reason why I feel that, you know, we have exactly the same amount of rights. This is our nation. She may have been the first Muslim. And, and, and legally, if you look it up at the War McLaren Act, she may be against the law in doing what she does, along with the president of the United States, who was here before there. Now, that's not saying we hate him. I think that what that woman was doing, she was led by the Holy Spirit to say, hey, look, if this woman, I'm going to tell you, it's all Muslims now, we love you, I adore each and every one of you, I pray for you, you're not getting the 72 virgins, you know, and, and that's the truth. Whether you believe it or whether you don't, we'll find out on Judgment Day. And I think that I applaud her for standing up for her Christianity because there's not a whole lot of people who would. Okay. Well, John, I appreciate your point of view on that. Yeah. All I'm saying is I don't feel like it's the right forum to do that. I understand what you're saying about Sharia law. I think that's a conversation worth having, whether Sharia law is um, is compatible with the American Constitution. I feel like that's a conversation we haven't had enough of simply because we're too afraid to have it, because I'm too afraid to hurt somebody's feelings and someone who is of the Muslim faith might be too sensitive or people who aren't of the Muslim faith who are too sensitive on behalf of people who are of the Muslim faith. They're too afraid to have the conversation. So I get that. I'm just saying that our responsibility as Christians is to represent Jesus well. And Jesus did not come in with a sledgehammer. He didn't. He was subversive and interesting and sensitive and bold at different times. But he was different at different times because that's what it means to be a human is you learn to be sensitive the wiser you are. I agree. 800-320-8255. Phone calls are welcome. Scott, you're next. Tell us what, uh, what are you thinking? I thought she did a good job. Um, Everybody prays a little bit differently, and she might have been a little extreme. But uh, I kind of agree with John that we're getting persecuted for being Christians. This country Mm -hmm. was was founded on it, in God we trust. And I really don't see where she did anything wrong. Okay. All right. Thank you for your point of view. I'll take that, too, yeah. Uh, we need to take a quick break, so stay with us, won't you, please? Our conversation continues. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-320-8255. Or find us on Facebook or Twitter. When you hear the phones or when you hear the prayer, what do you think? Was that a good thing or was it over the top? Stick around with that. First Mortgages, Impact Mortgage Group, DBA Cash Call Mortgage, 19500 Jamboree Road, Irvine, California, 92612, NMLS 128231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Okay, here's the deal. You're a freelancer, a hired hand, a self-made, self-owned business of one. Whether you're a contractor, creative director, or consultant, you're the boss. And that makes things easy. Unless, of course, you're trying to get a mortgage. When it comes to qualifying for a cash-out refi, gig economy workers come with more obstacles, more complexities, and more stress, right? 
wrong. Dial 800-815-0745, and one of our cash-out mortgage specialists will help you qualify for the lowest interest loan possible, regardless of your source of income. It's the easiest call you'll make all day. Dial 800-815-0745. That's 800-815-0745. Make the cash call today. That's 800-815-0745. You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original Mattress Factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Share, like, comment, tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. On April 5th, don't miss The Best of Enemies. Starring Academy Award nominee Taraji P. Henson. I play Ann Atwater, a civil rights actor was able to approach hate with love. And Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. For all the better if you don't get in my way. Well, I'm going to get in your way. If you change one heart, you can change the world. I have a Bible. And then you ought to know, same God made you, made me. The Best of Enemies, based on the untold true story. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters April 5th. Today's ceremony was supposed to be about the election of Pennsylvania's first Muslim female I to serve in the House of Representatives. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. Representative Movita johnson Harrell deserves more. We deserve more. The chamber deserves more. Uh, this is not a place where you should weaponize religion and try to use it to intimidate anyone. I, Jesus, am your ambassador here today, standing here representing you. Prayer was weaponized from the speakers, the speaker's dais. Um, there's no place for that type of hate in this chamber. There's no place for that type of divisiveness. Your promise in your word says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways. I'm a Christian and I believe in Christ. What I believe is Christ's teaching more than anything. And his teaching would not be about and was not about dividing us as a people, but uniting us as a people. It is our similarities that help us get things done for our constituents back home, not the divisive nature that we saw today. All right, that's House uh, Minority, no, Majority Whip, uh, Jordan Harris. And uh, his commentary on Stephanie Borowitz praying yesterday is uh, straightforward. And um, He called it hate. Right, I, 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 think hate. That, I think that hate is way over the top. I do think it was divisive. Um, I also disagree with him. I don't think that Jesus' teaching more than anything is about uniting us as a people. No. I think Jesus' no, teaching no. was about himself being the savior of the world yeah, more than no anything. Yeah, about that, yeah. 800-320-8255. Let's go back to the phones. Hey, Faye, uh, you're with us today. How are you? 
good, John, and can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I, you know, want to say that um, the truth oftentimes is offensive and um, that, you know, a prayer, and I, I certainly have to say that I loved Stephanie's prayer. I loved the boldness of her prayer. I love that she demonstrated that she's not ashamed of the gospel. And, you know, the, you know, in the world in which we live, although it's always been this way, that Satan, who is the separator, separates people. And he's the one who takes offenses and use, uses them in this way. You know, from my perspective, prayer is lifted to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ and led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I agree with that, too. And thank you for your phone call, Faye. Um, I, I, I just think that when we are praying in front of and on behalf of a group of people, we just have to be cognizant of who that is. Margaret Ann says on Facebook, weaponizing Jesus to antagonize a new colleague of a different faith is gross. Want to show your Muslim neighbor Jesus? Invite her to eat with you. Wash her feet in humble service that doesn't expect anything back. Love her. You might be surprised to find that Muslims love Jesus, too, as a highly regarded prophet. Mm-hmm. But not as the Savior of the world. Uh, 800-320-8255. Lee, you're live with us today. Tell us what uh, what you think. Hi, I kind of agree with Kathy. And I truly believe that we have watered down the Word of God. And we forget the sensitivity to other people because we know that in society today, there is uh, acceptance of homosexuality and all of those other things that the Bible declares an abomination. But we have to be sensitive to people. How can you win a brother over if you offend them? Mm-hmm. And so I think it was very offensive to her. And even when I hear people talk about Muslim, that means to surrender to God. And there are different Muslims, and you can't put them all in one basket. Sure. And Jesus did preach one body, and that body is in Christ. But we're all members of one body. So that is unity. So I disagree with Kathy in that fact, because there's only one way to Christ. So even when you have people praying to saints and Peter and Paul, Jesus said, I am the way. And so we water down in different religions in all religions. All of us are in error, and all of us are in sin. And we need to quit pointing at one another and, and making judgment of one another. But how do we know we pass from darkness to light that we love mm-hmm. the no, brother? No, no. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. So, Lee, thank you so much. Let me clarify, though. I believe that what Representative Jordan Harris was saying is that all of us, he was saying all of us in the legislature uniting as a people. I think that's what he was saying Jesus' main teaching was, is that all people are united as people. And Jesus was talking about the unity of the church. He wasn't talking about the unity of all people. So that's where I I disagree with you. That's a good point. Okay. Uh, Carl or Carlin? Hello? Hello. Uh, Yes, Carl. Yes, sir. Is this Carl? Yes, thank you. Yes, Carl. All right, Carl. Take my call. Thank you. I I felt the prayer was beautiful. If every congressman, senator, state level, and all through our country, and the federal level and all, read that verse out of the Bible, even the ones that profess to be Christians live by that, each and every one of them would say a prayer. A prayer can never, when a prayer is offered to God, 
from a heart-believing believer, anybody should be thrilled to have a prayer offered up for them, no matter what faith you are, no matter what your political agenda is. Right, I agree. Carl, I hear where you're coming from, and I appreciate that. But here's the thing. If you listen to the prayer, she wasn't even including everyone in it. She was praying on her behalf. She was saying, I, I, I. The whole purpose of her praying in front of that group is to invite everyone in and pray on their behalf. So I feel like she just missed what she was doing and who she was who she was speaking on behalf of. Scott Bernie says this online. This was some cringe-worthy prayer. I remember when people would pray like that at Bible studies or church, I couldn't help but think, do you think Jesus needs you to constantly remind him to pay attention to your prayers or that we might have forgotten who you were praying to? I can't say what was in her heart, so I'm not about to vilify her as an anti-Muslim Christian, but that was just straight-up bad praying. And yes, there is such a thing. Watch the video again. You'll understand what I mean. Okay. I mean, there's no truth to that. I mean, there is truth to that. Yes, there is. That there is straight up bad praying. In a different setting, I like the prayer. It was just in the wrong place. That's all. Hey, stick around. More phone calls. You're welcome. Come on, kids. We're late. Honey, the car won't start. Mom, the dog just sat on my science project. Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork, or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day, with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. When you give to food for the poor, you save lives. When you give to food for the poor, you bring miracles. When you pray to God, what do you say to Him about yourself and your family? I ask God for strength and courage with my kids. I know God doesn't ever give any pain without relief, so I ask Him keep giving me strength to better raise my kids. Maybe put someone on my path that'll make a difference in my life. Would you let God bring a miracle through you? Food for a year, water for life, to save a child who's been praying for a miracle. Your $80 one-time gift makes that miracle happen right now for a suffering child. Make your life-saving gift of $80 right now. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say hope or give online at wordfm.com. Today's world craves leaders, leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at ramachristianschool.org. Ads for beds stuffed into boxes are everywhere, thanks to online mattress companies. But when you order a mattress from the original Mattress Factory, it won't come shrink-wrapped and squeeze into a tiny box. 
It won't be dropped off on your porch by your mailman either. That's because our mattresses are hand-built right here in your hometown using American-made steel inner springs, cotton padding, and shock-absorbing box springs. You can't fit that kind of quality into a box. Purchase online at OriginalMattress.com or stop by one of our stores to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Hey, thanks for being with us. We're talking about uh, what happened in the PA State Legislature on Monday of this week, taking phone calls, 800-320-8255. We've got a few more minutes left. Hey, Don, you're with us today. Please tell us where you are on this. Hey, John and Kathy, I love y'all. I love your show. Uh, first thanks, and John. foremost, I think she was right on. Matter of fact, we need more of it. I'm a I'm an assistant pastor at Full Gospel Church in California, PA, and that lady she was led by the Holy Ghost. She was bold, she was truthful, and she didn't care who was around listening to her. She did what the Holy Ghost told her to do. There were many times where me and my wife would be in public places, and the Lord would lead us to pray for that person. They will receive it, and matter of fact, we will prophesy to them because the Holy Ghost would just come down upon us. And we'll be dead right on. So mm-hmm. I'm in total agreement of what she did. Mm-hmm. So if you were in the room, though, and someone had prayed like that, but would have prayed to Allah, how would you have felt about that? I would have been upset. I would have been upset. But there's only one God, Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father, but by me. It seems to me that as soon as you mention that, it ruffles people's feathers. Sure does. Well, look, look. Jesus always said that he, not Jesus always said, Jesus said that he would be the rock that makes men stumble. So I, I he, the gospel is offensive, and I get that. I just want to make sure that we're not offensive. If the gospel of Jesus is going to offend the sinful person in each one of us, then that's the way it is, and we have to consistently be offended. But we don't need to be offending that's my. That's the fear that I have. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I, I think she really didn't do it out of being offensive. It was it was out of genuine love. But not only that, love for the country. We need we we need more of this. We really do because it, it seems and, and it's, it's true that the the word of God it ruffles a lot of feathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Don, you see what's happened. This is not going to happen because right. now that prayer right. on Monday, now the state uh, assembly's passed something new. Right. Right. And they're so, saying, you know, all, so all prayers this are This morning, a Democratic representative, Kevin Boyle of Philadelphia, introduced a resolution calling on representatives who lead the daily invocation to, from now on, follow guidelines that ask them to craft prayers that are respectful of all religions. So what that prayer did is it put us into a position where now we're going to have legislation where no one's going to be able to say the name of Jesus ever because it's going to be too offensive. And we could have avoided that if she would have been more sensitive in what she said on Monday. Now, I'm not saying that perhaps the legislature wouldn't have gotten to this place eventually. I'm just saying I feel like Representative Borowitz hurried us down a path we didn't have to go down. Could be. Thank you, Don. Appreciate your phone call. Good phone call. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Uh, we got time for one quick phone call. Hey, Carolyn, literally you've got about 30 seconds, but thanks for hanging in there. What do you got? Hi, thank you. Um, I believe that she was praising God. I don't see anything offensive about that, and I can understand why people of other religions would find that offensive. But people found it offensive when Peter and, and Paul, in the book of Acts, uh, all the apostles were talking about Jesus in front of the government, in government situations. And I don't think it's so important to worry about what other people are offended by as it is to praise God and to not compromise in any situation. Okay. Thank you, Caroline. Very good phone calls. Hey, thanks to everybody. Appreciate your time, your wisdom, your love. If you didn't get in and you want to weigh in online, find us on Twitter or Facebook. Yep. 
Hey, during the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about the business, community, Amazon, Walmart, and one person's response to all that. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Senator Rand Paul has joined a growing list of Republicans calling for an investigation into alleged efforts by the FBI to thwart the Trump campaign in 2016. Senator Paul says now that the Mueller report has cleared President Trump of collusion with Russia, one big question still looms. Was there misuse of government power? By those in charge of the FBI and DOJ in a bid to keep Democrats in power. Did President Obama's administration get involved in an election to actually try to manipulate and infiltrate the Trump campaign to entrap them. Paul's amendment calling for an investigation into those questions rejected by Democrats. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 92 points to 25,717. The Nasdaq rose 26. The S&P advanced 10. Oil down to 59.30 a barrel. This is SRN News. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House, and spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Spring House vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit, to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction, like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. My Pillows, Mike Lindell, is on a mission to help you get the best sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and he certainly helped me. I love my pillow, as you well know. But now, Mike has gone the extra mile, nearly 6,000 miles, in fact, all the way to Giza in search of the best Egyptian cotton in the world to create the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. My Pillows Giza Dreams bed sheets, luxuriously soft, breathable, and extremely durable. One night and you'll never want to sleep on anything else. And right now, get a special 30% off My Pillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800-391-0954 or place your order at mypillow.com. 60-day money back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800 800- 391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use the promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com. Sweet dreams from MyPillow. There's a lot going on right now and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. For King and Country, burn the ship's world tour 2019. March 29th in Indiana at Kovalchik Center. 
spend an evening up close and personal with Joel and Luke for King and Country. Tickets are on sale now, also featuring Josh Baldwin. A night featuring the songs that have encouraged you and brand new songs from their album, Burn the Ships. March 29th at Kovalchik Center. More details and tickets are available now at forkingandcountry.com. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Driven by Calusi Chevrolet. Serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Mostly cloudy and mild tonight with a shower, the low 50 degrees. Tomorrow, a couple of showers with a high of 59. Dry tomorrow evening, but then we'll see a couple of showers returning later on tomorrow night and into Saturday. Low tomorrow night, 49, 62 for Saturday. A steadier rain develops Saturday evening that may end as some snow later Saturday night. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I don't like Alexa. Oh, you don't? Nope. I like Alexa. Nope. Really? What, what, mm-hmm. Do you have Alexa in your house? No. You don't? Absolutely I've got not. Alexa connected to my stereo. Get out of here. Yeah. So um, you got Alexa like at the heartbeat of your life. Can, well, I don't know. I mean, I'll come down in the morning and I'll go, Alexa, what's the weather for today? And then, you know, she'll tell me. And mm-hmm. uh, then I'll, oftentimes, um, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Because right, you know you're going to be mocked roundly <laughs> by Mike and I. Mike, do you have Alexa? I do not, and mm-hmm. I refuse to get one. Right. What? What's you know, wrong with you guys? You know why? Because it gives me the chills. Okay, so a couple of years ago, my kid wanted a bird, so we bought a bird for my boy. Mm-hmm. So I feel you know anxious about the bird's comfort. So before I leave, I'll say, Alexa, play bird music. And sometimes... <laughs> You know, I'll get like, you know, chirping, things like that. Sometimes I'll get Charlie Parker, quite honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Does that, does that help Pip? I believe it does. Cause mm-hmm. then when I'm gone, cause now, now as soon as I say Alexa, the bird will go, burp, burp, like n- knows what's coming. The bird music's coming. So the, the music that Alexa provides, you know, keeps the bird company. You think? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, there's bring, a little bit of problem in translation because you, you don't, you don't I, speak I bird. So but, you bring up okay. Alexa why? Well, because there's an article in today's Wall Street Journal. It uh, tells about a man by the name of Gabriel, Gabriel maybe, Travato. Mm-hmm. He's worried about tomorrow, John. Tomorrow? Yeah, he's worried about tomorrow. Or at least that's what he confesses to Santo, one of his religion-inspired robots. I like it. Religion-inspired robots. That's weird. Just shy of 17 inches tall, Santo resembles these small figurines of saints often found in Catholic homes, except with a computer, with a microphone, with sensors, and a facial recognition-enabled camera. As Mr. Travato, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this? As he touches and speaks to the machine, its deep, echoing voice responds with a Bible quote. From the gospel, according to Matthew, it says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. <laughs> That's Kath trying to imitate a dark, uh, deeper voice. <laughs> it's as dark and deep as I get. Yeah. That is creeptastic. Well, I like it. 
I mean, I think it's really interesting because we're seeing the rise of new technology uh, and people are, want, uh, uh, people are wanting to experiment with it. Right. So, of course, if you're a person of faith, and I don't know if Gabriel Travato is. I don't know either. Um, he is pushing the boundaries of what, how and when and where we receive or interact with God. So when he touches and speaks to the machine... Let me move on to a paragraph two. Okay. Mr. Travato, a roboticist and assistant professor at Japan's Waseda University, decide, designed Santo to provide comfort and assistance to the elderly. Because people are lonely. Interactive social robots like LEQ, a robot companion for seniors, or Sony's Abo robot dog are increasingly seen as a means to alleviate loneliness, mm. entertain, there and provide go. information. Is that a sad statement on where we are as that's, a human race? That's where we are. It's undeniable. That is, so we've got people that are so lonely <laughs> that we need to invest in making robots to help them feel better. Well, look at look at Japan or look at China, the rise of female bots because there are not enough women in society because of stereotypes sterilization or you know birth laws and all that I this mean, it, is a nightmare this is where we are okay Look, so a handful of religious institutions are developing robots apparently to converse with visitors and share doctrine mike this is coming to a church near you yeah santo stands for it's short for sanctified theomorphic operator so sanctified there's some holiness it's sanctified theomorphic operator mm-hmm. he, he first presented this at a sacred art exposition in Rome in February of 2018, and then again at an elder care conference in Dortmund, Germany. So now he's refining and, and no testing. one ran him out because they thought that oh my gosh that's weird. No, I think it's an experiment, and you want to see. He he said he's developed a device for Muslims uh, in consultation with an imam. He's also worked with uh, so, some Buddhist monks. This is. I believe this is an, just another venue for conversation no, this with is, God. This is a horrible replacement of human-to-human contact and interaction. This is like social media in distinct physical form. Right. Well, listen to this. Okay, so in this article that you've pulled out from the Wall Street Journal, to mark the Protestant Reformation's 500th anniversary in 2017, Germany's Protestant church in Hesse and Nassau developed a robot that could, quote, bless humans. The machine was called Bless U2, built from the body of an automated teller machine fitted with a touchscreen, arms, and a face. Bless U2 could communicate in seven languages in a man or a woman's voice and offered several different types of prayers, such as those focused on tradition or renewal. More than 10,000 people received blessings from that machine, Bless U2. Um, apparently, 2,000 2000 people left comments. Just over half were positive. Uh, Some 29% were neutral and 20% had negative. Some uh, participants called Bless You Too offensive to God. Is it an appropriate time to ask what that possibly has to do with the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation? No, it was just probably just an exhibition. Again, someone's experimenting, someone's playing, someone's pushing boundaries Mm -hmm. to see what that looks like. Yeah, that is just upsetting. And it get literally, it's like nightmare inducing. It doesn't bother me. Mike, how would you feel if you were blessed by a robot? So I have. It's a novelty. Well, here's here's what here's what I'm thinking. So the the power of God's word is all in itself powerful. Yes. And he uses people to bless others 
and to you know to give words of encouragement. You know, we share words of encouragement with each other. We pray for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it the person that's giving the blessing using the word of God, or is it the robot using the word of God? That's what's more powerful here. What's you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, you're good. saying God's word isn't going to be dissuaded no matter who's saying it. So the programmers who built this computer, right? Right. They're funneling God through them, right? So this the human interaction is the vessel, even though the machinery, the human interaction is the means, although the machinery is just the vessel. Right. No, I, I get that, but. The Holy Spirit does not take up residence in no, of course not in you know it, robotic creatures. It, the the reason that people bless each other is because the Holy Spirit resides in people who believe in Jesus. Yeah, right. But th- this is not you know the silent film Metropolis. So this is not you know Futurama on the Simpsons. Oh, it is. No, yes, it's it is. not. No, it's oh, not. Oh, it is. Oh, I'm already there. And, in and my no mind. one's going to go to to, to church and worship on Sunday, and they're going to go sit in front of a machine. But wait a Who's going to do that? But wait a second. Don't we listen to uh, online yes. apps? Yep. You right, know, but those are people who are talking. We're not listening to a robot come up with a randomly generated but, message. It says here, a handful of religious institutions are developing robots to converse with visitors and share doctrine. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So I'm going to go in to my church on Sunday. I'm going to reach my right hand out, and instead of shaking a person's hand, someone's going to spit out one of the five solas? I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> like that's just... Wrong. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't truly. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's a novelty. I think it's something that's fun and interesting. I don't believe there's any serious theological oh. heft here, and I don't think it's going to do any harm. Oh my! I don't. Gosh, I feel like I have been transported into like the remember the part of Blade Runner where Daryl Hannah's doing all the backflips. <laughs> I feel like that's where I am. That's what's happened. Daryl Hannah. Hmm. Do you know Daryl Hannah married Neil Young? What? Yeah. Do you know that? I never knew that. Yeah, just recently, as a matter of fact. <gasps> yeah. Is it was beca- because she was in Splash? I, I don't know. Is someone chiming in here? We, you want to take this phone call? Oh, is this about... Right, a, okay, this about are we good here? All right, let's Janet? see. Janet? All right, Janet. Hey, hey how you doing? Yeah, I, I think a lot about this. I know that many years ago, when computers first came out, I had this sort of innate feeling that there was something... Oh, Wait, Janet, there was heck, what? We're, we're losing Sorry, you. Janet, we lost you. Yeah, sorry. Okay. It's a bad connection. Call us back, Janet. It'd be, it'd be kind of interesting. Because she had a feeling years ago that I, I like the idea and then of it. there was something. That, how, why do you like the idea of it? Uh, because I think anything that that um, engages people in in a greater, deeper conversation with God outside of themselves is a worthy conversation. I know, but it's not with an actual person. But it's who knows what that first step could be. Look, we, we've done a poor job of uh, – look, what yeah, we just no, talked about during exactly the four right. o'clock, have not, we not done a poor yes, job? Are, so here's give, something that's a little I'll novel and a little bit different. Right. So, so because it, the humans have done such a bad job, we're turning it over to non-sentient no, beings. No, I think – look, this guy obviously is a creative, right? What's his name? Yeah, Gabriel Travato. He's a creative, and so he's going to push the Who, boundaries Which here. rhymes with Mr. Roboto, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I think that perhaps that means – Yeah, hey, Janet, you're with us back again, okay? <laughs> I think your, your connection is a little bit better. <laughs> Kathy was very clever there. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm seeing. So, without going into too much there, it's taking the heart and soul out of human relationships. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can gain the information, you can receive it. But I'm seeing a couple things happen um, in churches. 
more and more people are just streaming and not going to right. um, experience what God yeah. calls us to, which is fellowship. And they're getting disenfranchised from the church as well. I mean, to name all the areas that robots have moved into our lives, there is the AI ahead of us um, that can be very threatening. And what's more, I remember back to Satan's remark, to God, I will be better than you. And he can't create, he can't create cells and tissue and intelligence on the level that God did. But I see this as his creation. Mm. Okay. Thank you very much for your call, Janet. That's a good phone call. Yeah. You, Thanks, Janet. You convicted by Janet since you wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a different voice. That's all. Gabriel Travato. <laughs> yes. All right. Take a break. Come back. Uh, Travato. We're talking community, mom and pop stores, Amazon, Walmart. Straight ahead. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. How can you live a victorious Christian life? Adrian Rogers said it all starts at the cross. You're going to learn that Calvary was not only Earth's greatest tragedy, but it was God's greatest triumph. Listen to Adrian Rogers and learn how to have victory in Jesus. This month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is getting you customers and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports, and instantly move your advertising to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. My neighbors always ask me, hey, Pete, how do you keep your yard so nice? Pete makes it simple with a Scott's Turf Builder feeding program. It's the best way to get a greener, stronger lawn, guaranteed. All it takes is four easy feedings, just once in early spring, late spring, summer, and fall. Providing your lawn the nutrition and weed control it needs to stay lush and green. So, now you know my secret. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up a Scott's Turf Builder program today. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 724-265-4100 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. This is the entertainment answer. What does actor Colin Farrell say audiences can expect from the new film Dumbo? It's grounded in reality, even though I know there's no such thing as flying elephants, but grounded in the reality of the interaction of all the human beings around this magical event that takes place and the entertainment and the beauty of that and the beauty of seeing people come together in a magical way. You know, if that can if that can wash over people and if it can entertain them, that's enough, you know. Dumbo, rated PG in theaters March 29th. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. 
You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. It's a, been a pretty common narrative well before Walmart, but you, you would see small town USA with a little shopping area, and then maybe a mall or a strip mall was built a little bit outside of town, and then that old-fashioned shopping area was completely and totally decimated, and that sense of community lost forever. And you know now, decades after that's happened, when you think about the rise of Amazon, even more so, right? Pretty soon, it feels as though brick and mortar and that face-to-face conversation, that community is going to be totally gone. April Austin's with us. April is a regular guest on our show. April's the Associate Director of Weave, the Social Fabric Project at the Aspen Institute. She's got a, a conversation today talking specifically about this, about mom and pop. April, welcome back. How are you? Thanks so much. I'm good. How are you? We can't complain. We're really good. Always happy you're with us. It's it's a really good conversation. Yeah, and this narrative that you're talking about where people expect that Amazon will ruin the local business, that Walmart will come in and take all the jobs and then no one will shop at the mom and pop place anymore, you're saying that you've seen that that's not always the case. Yeah. So one of the – and I have to tell you, I was in some ways surprised to discover that, but it's, it's actually like – great. One of the fun things about my job is that we go around the country talking to lots of people. And so you find um, you find out what life is like on the ground in a way that the national news doesn't always cover. So last week I was in um, a variety of places in rural Nebraska, but the, the, in a place called McCook, which is in southwest Nebraska, I met a woman named Linda Taylor. And Linda is uh, the owner of a um, small business called ZK Electronics. Uh, and the, so a number of amazing things about this business. Um, Linda actually started, so it's called VK Electronics because it started as video kingdom, so like video rental. And um, what Linda has done her whole life is, uh, her phrase is, if you see a need, fill it. Um, and so she listens to her community really carefully, and um, that both drives her business forward and helps her uh, serve the community. So. She moved to satellite dishes for farmers who want to keep up with the times but, you know, don't have easy access to news. And then um, fast forward a while to uh, to today, and she what she'll tell you, she was on the city council and was eventually mayor. And when they were debating whether to let Walmart in, she said, yeah, I was in, in favor of that because that brings more business here. And I'm not actually afraid I'm going to lose my customers. Um, and so the same is true with Amazon. She says that she... Um, uh, uh, is that their prices are, so they sell uh, grills and furniture and a series of TVs, a series of things. And she says that they, um, for their grills, are maybe a good example of this, they can match the same price as Amazon, but why would you buy it from Amazon when you can buy it from someone that you know who will fix it for you when it's broken, who will uh, tell you how to use it? And so um, just one more quick example there. Um the, they learned that people would buy these grills, but then they wouldn't really use them because they didn't really know how to cook with them. And so they started, they're like, oh, well, we can solve that. And they created cooking classes. And their motto is now, 
we can teach you to cook anything on it but ice cream. And hmm. so it's become this whole community event where people like, you know, the the women will bring wine and it'll be ladies night. People will bring dates there. And so it's this very, uh, it's a regular event in the community that was there because they saw, oh, well, you know, people want grills, but then they also need this other thing too. I see. So the story of this woman, I, I, I see that she's successful, April, because clearly she's a she's a hyper connector, right? I mean, she was uh, right. on the on the council. She was the mayor of the town, and people. I, I guess my first reaction is people may, may not necessarily want to go her to her just because of the merchandise, but because that she is such a super connector and she's in the know with what's going on in and around the community. Totally, totally, and you know that and that's because she sees people walk into her store all the time, and so it's this sort of uh, ecosystem where people tell her things and then she knows see, and sure. so she can tell other and, and yeah, it goes like that. Mm-hmm. So the the, and, con- yeah. the confidence that this woman exhibited, April, is something that not everybody has, though. And I don't know if that's, it's, you know, it's probably a portion personality. Um, and it's also probably a portion of what kind of community she's involved in. So if Amazon comes mm-hmm. into a portion of... Or if Walmart, let's put it, if Walmart comes into a portion of Pittsburgh, it's probably going to be a different situation than coming into a small Mm -hmm. town in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, to be clear, Walmarts and big box stores do kill mom and pop stores all over the place. And I'm not trying to to say that doesn't happen at all. And it's really sad. Um, And I think that it's it's one of these it's all it almost seems like one of these cases where if you have a strong community, it can withstand this kind of thing, because. Uh, and then if you have strong business, that supports the community. However, if, like, you have um, not as strong of community, then uh, the businesses are going to be weaker, and then that also makes the community weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. one, one just sort of uh, small point about that, the thing I love about this woman is that she, she is the reverse of lots of different narratives, and one of them is that, um, you know, people say, well, business people can give back to the community – but what they typically mean is they can give money right. and uh, sort of after they've made it. And what we are, are learning is that it's actually really important. So our project is about uh, trying to portray a vision of how to live well and, and who some of the great people are in our country. And uh, business people seem to sort of naturally say, oh, you're talking about the nonprofit people. You're not talking about me. But what Linda and, and you know, the, the way that business people get to participate in doing good is by giving money. But what this woman shows and what is true in a lot of sort of strong community business relationships is that it's her relationship with the community that has made her business succeed and her business is how she contributes. And so Mm -hmm. it's much more integrated. Right. And that's an issue that we talk about a lot on our show, April, the idea of vocation, simply because Mm -hmm. John and I think it's so important that we understand that the people who are in ministry are not the people who are pastors. The people who are in ministry is are Mm -hmm. every single person who believes in Jesus. And and so your ministry, your ministry can take place in, you know, a software company. Your ministry can take place in a bakery. Your ministry can take place in a gas station, in a high tech firm, or as you being a, a single person or a mom at home or taking care of your aging parents or whatever it is, that's the ministry that God has given you. And recognizing that your vocation is informed and empowered by the gospel of Jesus, which changes everything in the whole world, then that changes how we look at our jobs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that and, and could not agree more. And I think that, you know, it's it shows up in, in really small ways in a lot of cases. Linda talks about how... Um, 
so again, one of the reasons people come to her is that, or come to their businesses because they do what is essentially customer support. But what, <laughs> what that means, she, she, I said, like, how do you look at your customers? And she says, well, I try to look at them the way they see the world. And so they are, they train their, all their salespeople in, you know, they have a lot of older folks in that area. And, you know, so somebody buys a TV and then calls two days later and says, it's got off on the wrong channel. I can't fix it. It's broken. And they say, no, dear, no, 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 hang on. Do you know where your remote is? And, you know, they start with that and then, okay. And do you see this button? And so it's very, but the way that they do it, it, it just has to be done with compassion, right? Mm-hmm. And right. I think there are a lot of customers that get sort of trampled or just ignored by business that doesn't approach it that way, which is absolutely right. That's right. Um, a Christian or ministry-oriented way to do that. April Lawson's with us. She joins us from the Aspen Institute. So, April, you spent some time in Nebraska. How, how much time were you there? I I was only there for three three days, four nights. Um, but I got to tell you, <laughs> I so I live in Washington D.C. and like sometimes I I, I might move to McCook. Like mm-hmm. it's a really I was really refreshed by that place. Hmm. And yeah. what was it's refreshing to you about community. it? So there are places we, we study community and we go around and most places it's not working very well. Um, and there are these people who are these brave islands trying to rebuild it and, and just sort of, you know, tent poles holding the tent up for uh, the people in their area. But then we've, there have been two places we've been to. One was in North Carolina, a small town, and then a number of places in Nebraska um, where you can just you can just feel that the community is there. It's warm. People know each other. It doesn't mean there's no problems, but it's very... Um, it felt much more uh, like people actually live in relationship with each other. And I think that's um, a lot less common, especially in cities. Yeah. So is there a way to incubate that, to, to, to make that community flourish in other places in the country, in the world? <laughs> well, that's the million-dollar question. Um, you know, I think it takes a lot of things. Um, one of them, though, is um, – so I think, you know, the church is crucial here, and it's uh, a lot of parts that haven't been doing that well lately – um, and that's part of why we're in this. We have this problem. Um, and also, I would say that it's it's in you know it's again in the little things. It's I love. I think we've talked before. I love the phrase "God loves adverbs." That's how you do things, not what you do. And <laughs> it's uh, you know being willing to um, take a few minutes and talk to your coworker about their cat or whatever, right? Like, and not say, "Oh, I have to go get my email done." Like, I mean, of course, we all have to get things done, but like, it's it's. Um, paying attention and prioritizing relationships. And uh, that's how I think you can do it in, in your own life. In a bigger way, I think it's about institutions, particularly things like the church. That's April Lawson. We talk to April Lawson every single month. And uh, she's the associate editor of Weave, the social fabric project at the Aspen Institute. April, we're so happy to have you. Yeah, thanks so much. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, O negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pop. 
hearts. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. When you give to food for the poor, you save lives. When you give to food for the poor, you bring miracles. When you pray for your children, what do you pray for them? She prays that God help her to give them at least one more day of food. So it's a daily prayer. I pray every day to have God in my heart, and I pray that my daughters are able to go to school. Let God bring a miracle through you. Food for a year, water for life. To save a family who's been praying for a miracle. Just $27 a month for the next year provides a family of four with food for a year and water for life. By dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword hope or give online at wordfm.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Volante and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Introducing the new $5 Biggie Bag from Wendy's. It comes with a new bacon double stack made with a quarter pound of fresh, never frozen beef and topped with crispy apple with smoked bacon. Plus four nuggets, fries, and a drink all for just five bucks. That's right, just $5. The new $5 Biggie Bag from Wendy's is everything you could ever want. Well, at least for lunch. Try Wendy's new $5 Biggie Bag today. Biggie Bag includes four-piece nuggets, small fries, and a small drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Approximate weight before cooking. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. Mostly cloudy and mild tonight with a shower, the low 50 degrees. Tomorrow, a couple of showers with a high of 59. Dry tomorrow evening, but then we'll see a couple of showers returning later on tomorrow night and into Saturday. Low tomorrow night, 49, 62 for Saturday. A steadier rain develops Saturday evening that may end in some snow later Saturday night. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Workers were transferring radioactive cooling water from one holding tank to another when a valve opened, releasing radioactive steam. Throughout the day, chaos and confusion reigned as monitors tried to determine exactly how much radiation was released. But at a news conference early this afternoon, Governor Thornburg suggested pregnant women and preschool children within a five-mile radius of Three Mile Island leave the area. And residents within a 10-mile radius have been urged to stay indoors... 40 years ago today... 1979, March 28th, 40 years ago, at 4 a.m., an alert was declared after a fairly minor malfunction in the Three Mile Island water reactor's cooling system that was linked to a filter. So then the uh, the reactor was sh- automatically shut down, uh, but engineers did not know that a, a pilot-operated relief valve remained open, allowing coolant to escape. There was a backup systems, uh, sufficient cooling was prevented, but then the reactor core heated up. Uh, there started to be a meltdown. Engineers finally realized they had to restore pressure, and they did finally get it stabilized, but not before there was an internal meltdown uh, within Three Mile Island, the reactor, 
one of the reactors. And five days later, the situation was declared under control, but it cost many millions of dollars. 140,000 people fled during the exodus. $973 million was spent in a cleanup that lasted until 1993. So today, 40 years ago, Three Mile Island. Now, you know, there have been zero uh, reactors built since that time. Zero. When at one time, it looked like nuclear power was going to be the zenith. Wait, there have been reactors built in the world? Not here in the U.S. There there hasn't been a single reactor built in the U.S. since then? That's right. Not in the United States. What? Yeah. I can't believe that. People were freaked out by it. They questioned the safety and the viability of it. Do you remember the China syndrome? Oh, sure I do. Um, Jack Lemon and right. Faye Dunaway. No, Jane Fonda. Oh, Jane Fonda. And uh, Michael Douglas. Uh-huh. Okay, so the China syndrome, I remember my dad taking my mom and I to see yeah. because he thought it was so important at the time. Now, this film, which is about a nuclear meltdown, mm-hmm. was released 13 days, no, 12 days oh, my before gosh. Three Mile Island. Oh, Which is why timing. it was so I mean, it just was weird. Yeah. It was absolutely weird. Scary. The film grossed $51.7 million on a production budget of only five. Yeah, nice. Because it was- timing the, is everything. Timing is everything. That's really cool. Yeah. So I remember being freaked out by that film. Yeah. And then, of course, I think I saw it the day before Through My Island happened. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, talk well, about it, like, not sleeping well. I mean, how about Shippingsport? You, you drive by Shippingsport and see the uh, reactors right. there. Right. I, I've talked about this before on air. I've been to Chernobyl and seen firsthand the devastation. Now, I mean, since Through My Island was bad, but not nearly, not as, nearly bad as, as bad as Chernobyl right. and Fukushima. Right. And those reactors, of course, uh, still closed and still spewing radioactive waste. Mm-hmm. Those poor people in Chernobyl. And in Fukushima. I read recently that that the uh, the waste from Fukushima won't be dissipated for thirty three thousand years. Oh my goodness gracious! It is hard to get your head around the type of power that that is and the chances that we're taking. Yeah, I mean it, it's I, I know it's a clean power source, and I, I appreciate that. You know when we're comparing it with coal or Relatively oil or whatever. So, right? But look, wh- when it's not clean, oh my it's gosh. so disastrous Such a mess. that I I just. I can't. Yeah, I can't sign on to it. I mean, it we just were, makes me so nervous. Pittsburgh was a big part of that because Westinghouse drove nuclear reactors around the world. But uh, better safe than sorry, I think. Did you see the China syndrome? Oh, I did. Did you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember Jack Lemon. You know, because Jack Lemon played that particularly sweaty, anxious, Harried. right? I mean, he was. Is that, okay, we're off the line. Disconnected from the grid. Ted, stabilize the reactor. I'll be honest with you, dead giveaway. There was no stabilizing of the reactors. <laughs> Sorry. Spoiler alert. Very much so. Okay. Take a break. Come back. What are we talking about next? Oh, the wonders. Yeah. The wonder. The gift of wonder. Yes. How it changes the way we look at things. I'm looking forward to this. WORD. For many people, the end of the world is a frightening thought. But for believers, it means the arrival of God's perfected kingdom. That's our subject this week as we conclude our series called The Kingdom of God on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. My Pillows, Mike Lindell, is on a mission to help you get the best sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and he certainly helped me. I love My Pillow, as you well know. 
But now, Mike has gone the extra mile, nearly 6,000 miles, in fact, all the way to Giza in search of the best Egyptian cotton in the world to create the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. My Pillow's Giza Dreams bed sheets, luxuriously soft, breathable, and extremely durable. One night and you'll never want to sleep on anything else. And right now, get a special 30% off My Pillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800-391-0954 or place your order at mypillow.com. 60-day money back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800 800- 391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use the promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com. Sweet dreams from MyPillow. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Shilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Now during truck month, current GM lessees can save $11,490 off the MSRP on select 2018 Silverado pickups or take advantage of 0% APR financing for up to 72 months. Must qualify. You can buy with confidence knowing that the team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Check them out at Calusi.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. Word FM presents the Pittsburgh Prayer Conference, Thursday, May 2nd at 7.30 p.m. through Friday, May 3rd. Join Pastor John Guest and an expert panel of prayer warriors from RPTS, Geneva College, the Biblical Counseling Institute, Impact Christian Church, and more as we explore and grow in this vital gift and privilege to the church, featuring seven general and two breakout sessions. The Pittsburgh Prayer Conference, May 2nd and 3rd at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets and details at wordfm.com slash prayer. Christina Roney Sign is with us, founder and facilitator for God Space, an online community that grew out of her passion for creative spirituality. Christine, welcome in. Good afternoon. Hey, Christine. Thanks for being with us today. The Gift of Wonder, Creative Practices for Delighting in God. Talk to us about this. Um, the idea of uh, being engaged in something that's intentionally creative to draw closer. I love the idea. But it's how, hard to get a handle on what it would look like. Yeah. How did you stumble upon that, or, or did you stumble upon this? Tell us that path into that creative process. Well, I was um, finding that I was a little bored with the traditional way of doing spiritual practices, just sitting and praying or just sitting and reading my Bible. And so I started to explore um, some different ways of approaching spiritual practice. And then one day I was riveted by Jesus' words, unless you become like a child, you cannot enter the kingdom. And it's like, whoa, I wonder what are the childlike characteristics 
that Jesus thinks are necessary um, for us to become part of God's kingdom or become effective followers. And so I posted my question on Facebook uh, and started to get all of these responses, things like play, curiosity, imagination, love of nature, trust, a, a whole stream. So I decided to take 12 characteristics, uh, do some uh, research, and the gift of wonder was the result. Um, it, it was a fascinating journey that really liberated me and um, brought a great deal of joy and fun mm. in my faith. Isn't that wonderful? Um, oh, it, it was incredible. I mean, take play, for example, which, of course, is the first thing that most of us think of when we think of children. Uh, and according to Stuart Brown, the founder of the Institute for Play, um, play, nothing lights up the brain like play. He believes that play is as important as oxygen uh, for healthy living. And um, he says that it might be God's greatest gift to humankind because he says that, um, you know, play is the way that we bond together. It gives us creativity. Uh, It's kind of, I mean, in in some ways it's the cement of our society. And you think, well, if it's this important, um, why don't we incorporate it? in our spiritual practices. Hmm. Um, So I started uh, developing (laughs) some fun things. Um, One of the things that I like to do now is I like to paint on rocks when I pray. Uh, You know, I'll I'll be praying and I'm thinking about something, so I'll pull out a rock and uh, start to decorate it. I'll write words on it um, and just have fun. It's not something, you know, it doesn't have to look perfect. In fact, most of my rocks look pretty messy. Um, but it's just a fun kind of reflective exercise that I've found both stirs my imagination and draws me closer to God in beautiful ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, it's just been amazing to me. So going back and looking at Matthew 18, uh, when Jesus says, when the disciples ask Jesus, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he gets a little kid over and he says, hey, look at this child. Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. So one of the things I've always thought fascinating about that story is that he's talking about the fact that we have to become like children and then we have to welcome children both. So becoming like yeah. a child somehow makes us more open to children ourselves. Well, I think so. And in, and in all kinds of ways, I mean, one of the things that I've found that this has done for me is that it's made me look at some of the stories of uh, uh, where Jesus interacts with children you know, for example, the story of the, the fish and the loaves. I mean, you so often see images of this, paintings of this. You, um, you know, there's Jesus, there are the disciples, there are loads of adults sitting around, and there's this one child kind of coming up to Jesus. Everybody's very serious. And I think, you know, that's not the way that it would have been. Um, I, I think of it... Um, I've worked in Africa, and when you go into an African village, which would have been very similar to villages in Jesus' day, I mean, swarms of kids will come around you. And I suspect that's what it was like. And probably these little kids were egging their friend on. You know, um, in one place, let me kind of divert a little bit here. 
But in the story of Jesus throwing the moneylenders out of the temple, one of the things that we never noticed there is that it then says, and the children circled around and shouted Hosanna. I mean, mm. and uh, one of the um, people uh, that I was reading said that he believes that only the children were able to recognize the awe and wonder and the miraculousness of what Jesus was doing. Interesting. And I, I think that, yeah, and I think it's the same with the fish and the loaves. Only the children really believed that a miracle was possible. You know, I mean, in fact, if you read that story, it says that the disciples, you know, they're kind of standing there thinking, oh, where are we going to find food for all of these people? We can't send them away. We haven't got enough money. You know, they're kind of doing all this worrying stuff. And here I can imagine this crowd of little kids kind of coming up because they're the only ones that believe that Jesus is capable of a miracle. And and I think we so often um, miss the miraculousness of what is possible uh, because we don't have that kind of uh, faith. We're too caught up in the worries of, you know, adult kind of life and adult approaches to life. I mean, I'm not saying we don't have to worry about finances and things like that, but I think that sometimes we um, cut short, you know, the, the miraculous things that God is able to do uh, because we get caught up in that stuff and we don't have the awe and wonder of childhood to believe something is possible. The gift of wonder, creative practices for delighting in God. Uh, Christine, oftentimes we as believers take ourselves awfully serious and and not to sell ourselves short. You know, of course, you know, you should be serious in your faith, but maybe sometimes to the exclusion of joy. You go and be in worship with a lot of people on, uh, you know, Sunday morning or Wednesday, and you don't see a lot of joy. You see a lot of um, people very serious and very stern. Um, I love the idea of, of trying to find practices that open up for joy. It's a brutal, hard world out there, and anything that draws us closer to God uh, and to express that joy, uh, I think, yeah, that's a positive thing. So kudos for you to try to find these exercises to break that down. I, I'm curious that, you know, what it's been like for you to have this conversation as you release this work and how it's been uh, accepted or people have responded to it, because I, I guess there should be some, there would be some pushback from that. Has there been? Not yet. Uh, I mean, I've had very enthusiastic response. I've already, I mean, the book's only been out for a few days and I've already had people sending me photos of things that they've done in response to what they've been reading about. Uh, one woman created her own game that she took on a retreat and was, was playing with others as a result of reading a book. Um, I've had others that have sent me pictures of collages that they've done and all kinds of things. So at this point, I haven't had any pushback because, to be honest, I think that, um, well, in fact, what most people have been telling me is that it's like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. You know, they're saying, oh, this is just what I've been needing. You know, I've, I've been needing something to help me recognize, to, to see God as a as a joy-filled um fun-loving God who wants us to enjoy life Mm -hmm. as well. Um, You know, and as you say, it's not denying the seriousness, but at one point I talk about looking for the joy spots, you know, looking for the things that that can give us joy. And often the little things, you know, in the midst of of, um, difficult situations even, um, you know, there there are often things that are joy spots. I mean, for example, um, one of the things that, as I was, was working on this, 
uh, and the fires were happening, you know, in California. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, absolute devastation. And the thing that gave me joy, because it was just so incredible to me, is the firefighters who risk their lives often. Um, and of course, I mean, I, I can almost burst out in tears when I think of this. Um, you know, risking their lives for people that were total strangers to them. And I think what joy um, that must bring to the heart of God to see people responding in that compassionate and caring way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it should bring us joy as well. It doesn't in any way belittle the horror of what happened, but it says even in the midst of this there is joy because people respond with care and compassion. The new book is called The Gift of Wonder, Creative Practices for Delighting in God. The author, Christina Roney-Sign. Christine, Thanks so much, Christine. happy to talk with you. And uh, we'll be back soon on today's Ride Home. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tunch Ilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. If you've been thinking about buying or leasing a new car, there's never been a better time than right now. This month only, Calusi will give you $1,000 above Kelly Blue Book trade-in value on your current vehicle. Plus, with current factory incentives, the savings are huge. So remember, you can buy with confidence knowing the team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Check them out at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. The T.J. Martell Foundation, music's promise for a cure. To learn more, visit tjmartell.org. That's tjmartell.org. Boy, it's funny how things happen. What do you mean? Article in the Wall Street Journal. There are articles all over the place about the same thing, but I just picked out the one from the journal because it's the paper that I read on a daily basis. Um, but uh, the start of a new Democratic-led House this year also marked the end of an era as the House Republican Caucus, John, now does not have one single lawmaker that supports abortion. Wait, 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 wait. Every single Republican in the House of Representatives is against abortion. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? Following the retirement of Charlie Dent of Pennsylvania and Rodney Freilinghausen of New Jersey, um, these are the people who are left, and they're all against abortion. Now, that's weird. Does it fall along party lines? Yeah, it falls completely on party lines. So the Democrats are pro-abortion. It it actually doesn't say in here if there are any Democrats who don't support abortion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be a good thing to have looked into, but it's not. I, I don't see that in here. Right. Wow, now, among Democratic voters, it does say that seventy-six percent Democratic voters believe abortion should be legal in all or most cases. Mm-hmm. So clearly, the people who are abortion-minded or who think abortion rights are an important thing to maintain are registered Democrats. Yeah. 
Uh, look, there are so many things wrong with the Republican Party. I can't even, you know, if I started naming them all, we'd be here for, you know, three weeks. Because well, it's just politics. Right. I mean, right. it's so no, so Democrat, no, no, Republican. No party's perfect. But no, you know the what? Worst. Good for the Republican Party. Yeah. Good for the Republican Party that for the first time, I don't know how long, every single member of the House is against abortion. I'd say it's really surprising. Now, I wonder, you know, um, is this now the litmus test? So if you choose to run, if you're a Democrat, then, you know, your party, uh, your, as you check the boxes, as you uh, run or you even become a registered Democrat, well, what, you but, follow along yeah, with this so, party line? So a woman was interviewed, Mallory Quigley, who's a spokesperson for the Susan B. Anthony List. And if you're not familiar with that, it's a, a group that seeks to lobby for against abortion rights. Yeah. And uh, she said that abortion has been a motivating issue, which has helped its candidates in recent election cycles. She said this absolutely includes women and younger voters who have been increasingly turned off by the Democrat Party's extremism on abortion. And there is no other word for what has happened to the Democrats. I cannot believe yeah. that they can actually sit there and listen to the governor of Virginia with a straight face talk about what happens if a baby's born after a botched abortion, that they're going to keep the baby comfortable while the mother and the doctor to figure out whether to kill it or not. Well, I mean, how are we actually listening to an elected member of our party say that and nobody thinks that that's a problem? I think that's where we are. This is a, That's very succinct. But look, look at the Democratic National Convention a few years back. Right. I mean, it right. was essentially, you know, up right. with people, a right. celebration and were, of abortion. And they were booing God. Remember that? Right. I mean, that's, and I, I, again, I know we have a lot of listeners from both parties, and I'm not meaning to, you know, hold up the Republican Party as some kind of, you know, perfect no, no, coalition no, no, of people, no, no, because no, it's please not don't do that. that. No. But there are instances when you have to look at an issue and you have to say, man, Where do these I people, myself? right, these people have got it right and the other party's got it wrong. Sadly, you can't find that in every issue that the right party is on one side. No. Um, however, I, I I, however, just the, I think it's important to say out loud that what the Democrats are talking about when it comes to abortion right now is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Do you know the percentage of people in America who are in favor of third trimester abortions is like 11 percent? And, okay, we've, but and, when we've, this got, came up, and we've, we've got people who are running for president for the Democratic Party saying, oh, no, no, we're in we're favor of third that. trimester abortions. And I'm thinking, step back and think about what you're saying. Yeah. I mean. So whenever this happened, whenever the first news came out about, you know, the viability of, you know, late term abortions, we were told that it's rare, right? Rare and unusual for this to happen. What? 0.1 percent of of late term abortions. That that people decide to abort in that last trimester. Right. But all of a sudden, this has become some pivotal political point in the last three months. It's become huge. Look, anybody who who thinks that, you know, it's good and right to have late term abortions then you should show up and see one. You should witness that. If you think you're all, you're all that in a, you know, a can of beans, yeah, all so brave mm-hmm. and so enlightened, nobody wants to witness that. It's horrible. It's murder. Horrible. Anyway. Well, guess what? It's opening day. Oh, today is. Oh, the Pirates, the are, pirates fl- are playing. Oh. I don't even know we, what the score we is. We didn't have the studio. We've been so you know so immersed engrossed. in all of our news today. We yeah, didn't right. have a chance to look at our buckos. But uh, opening day is Monday. Okay. John's going to be there. He's got three tickets, so Mike and I are going. We're excited. No, you guys aren't going. Pirates, top of the seventh. Thank you. Very nice. Okay, so uh, right now the Pirates are in first place. Fabulous. (laughs) I love that. Me too. Nothing but potential. Here we go. 162-0 all year long. Woo! (laughs) The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications.